Okay. I just want to. I just want to say, like, in terms of just this, this is going to get really personal. So just, I might offend you. I, I was going to say, don't be offended, but I might offend you. So I, I don't know. So why even continue? <laughs> why? Like, why go down this path? Why? I just. I, I don't think I'll actually offend you, but I don't like when people say no offense, but. So I was just going to take the opposite tactic. My question for you is, why continue with this thought? Because it's related to both of us. But if it's going to hurt my feelings, why do it? I was just, all right, we can move on. Great. That's, I win. I'm already winning the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. We missed an important trend last week, but we're hitting it right now. Have you heard about butterboards? I have. Butterboards are really confusing. It's like you take the charcuterie board and you replace the board with butter. And it's just like food appetizers on top of butter. Starting with a hard disagree, least confusing thing in the world. When you hear the two words butterboard, you're like, yes, I understand exactly what that is. I love this. I'm going butterboard over cheese board. And I'm also, when reading this article, I was like, why are there not more flavored butters in my life? I do love a good flavored butter, but they just seem so unsanitary. Like, just like you're just like all dipping your hands into butter at like a party. Um, I thought there would be knives involved. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you scooped the butter out of the board with your hands. Or like um, a, with like a chip or something. No, some- a knife. Like just like a cheese board. That's where your head went? Yeah, I just think it's unsanitary. It seems gross to me. Also, with cheese boards, it's like a bunch of different items. This is just like one schmear. No, multiple schmears that you use a knife to spread on bread. This this to me is better than a cheese board. I I don't agree. I just, but I love cheese. So a cheese board is one of my ideals. Big cheese supporter myself. (laughs) But I, when I saw this, I've only had apple butter. Like what other flavored butters have you had? Salted butter? Apple butter. What other butters? Like a chive butter? Never. Oh, my God. You're missing out, man. I am. I want a butterboard. Where I can I get these things? I don't know what you're up to. Where can I get a butterboard? You board? also can make your own, like, flavored butter. My friend Steph I, does this. It's, shout to Steph, but I would I, I will live a very long, 
life and I will never make a flavored butter. I think you should go to more like appetizing stores. Like you live close to Citarella. So you should go there. Like they'll have some flavored butters for you. They will. Did you just use the term appetizing stores? Yeah, of course. Stores that. Yeah, like like Zabar's or like, you know, they have a ton of like things for appetizing. Okay. For appetizers. You can't make this a I'm weird thing. This is a you're weird thing. I see your face. (laughs) I I said nothing. (laughs) I want a butterboard. Okay. I love butter, but not this just like this display of it is really unappealing to me. I think also like you're referring to different types of butter being available to you. What I find gross is like the large pallet of butter then things placed on top of it. Like that. And that's like the real TikTok I trend. That. I understand that. So it's like it's like if I take a a knife and I like try to scoop some butter and my bacon butter mixes with my blueberry butter, then you're just ending up with a big like smoothie of butter on the board. Right. Exactly. And I just think like that's gross to me. If we worked on the vehicles in which the butter came, so they were separate like small bowls, would that make you happy? Yeah. If it was like a like a, like a sampler, like a poo-poo platter of butters. But the giant slab of butter that we're all eating from grosses me out. Also, because someone someone had to like lay that butter out on the board. Also, how do I how clean is that board? A lot of cheese on a cheese board. It's also in a rind. It's just like a lot. It's just a lot more questions. For I'm me. glad we discussed this because you're you're more <laughs> sane now than you were at the beginning of this conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. All right. Next, McDonald's is introducing Happy Meals for adults. In. Don't agree. In. I'm out. And here's In. here's why. In. So the deal is they're bringing back some of their old, um, their old IP basically. Like instead of having like a Disney or Marvel character in a Happy Meal for for adults, it's like something you might remember from your childhood, like the Hamburglar. Yeah. Tell me more. Grimace is he involved? Yes, Grimace. He's involved as well. What about that? Um, when you went to the playground and they had that Ronald? that. No, they had the Big Mac prison cell that you could climb into from the bottom. Do you guys remember this? You know, I haven't been to a play space in several years. Last time I went was with you, your mom, and your son at that's the place. That's what we do, family family outing. <laughs> the one at Sunset some Junction. People, some people go to the park. <laughs> some people go to the play space on Sunset Boulevard. Well, I went with you. If you I don't even know if you remember this. I do remember this. <laughs> excursion. Shout out to your mom, Victoria. Shout out to Victoria Dowling. <laughs> anyway, they're in, they're bringing back their mascots, Grimace, Hamburglar, and Birdie, plus a new one called Wait, Cactus Bur- Buddy. Who's Birdie? I have no idea. I don't know who. Wait, Birdie, wait, who's that? I don't like this infantilizing of adults. Like, do you need a toy, Jacoby? Like, once you have this toy in your possession, is it just going into the trash? Or are you saving it? Or are you giving it to your kids? Like, what's happening to your Hamburglar toy from your adult Happy Meal? I feel attacked, number one. Okay. Because you know I do need a toy. You do? Yes. I want a toy with my meal. Imagine every restaurant you went to gave you a toy with your meal that you could then throw away 15 minutes later. I'm in. I would. I think like I don't know how to doodle. Like I'm very bad at drawing. But I'm I would a rather, terrible drawer as well. I would rather have crayons to doodle with than, I think than when, a toy that I'm then responsible for. Very quick aside. Yeah. Non-food related tangent. When yes. I see people draw well, I'm like, you are a sorcerer. I know. I like, don't get it. When, when someone looks at something and then dr- recreates it on a piece of paper, I'm like, you're a magician. How do you do that with your hands? <laughs> I, I really don't know. I just like, I don't get it. Don't trust those people. Good drawers, untrustworthy. Nevertheless, I would rather have crayons than a toy. I would write my name over and over again or like try to learn how to draw. 
I would say crayons, not crayons. I, that might be a New York thing, crayons. I, crayons? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right or wrong, but that's how I've always said it. Okay. I, just That's just me. Next. The New York Times asks, is matcha good for you? I'm really glad they asked this. Me too. So just a couple of things in this world, in this realm. I got to say, the price of iced coffee and like an iced matcha latte and like all caffeinated beverages. Insane. It's rent. So high these days. Rent. It is absolute rent. Side, uh, quick personal food news. This morning, I was not feeling well. And I was like, I need to order in a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. And I was like, to meet the minimum, I have to order several other things. And so I added a coffee, which was like a $5 large iced coffee from like bagel place, you know, five blocks away that I was too lazy to go to. And I was like, I can't believe local bagel place is selling me a coffee for five fucking dollars. Tough morning for Julia Littman. Just want to say, I thought better of it. I couldn't justify the expense. Oh, good for you. I went, I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you. I didn't do it. Also, I was like, if I'm having a bacon, egg, and cheese, I better get some steps in. So I didn't do it. But I, I, I spent like 10 minutes on the Grubhub app thinking about it. But is matcha healthy? Anyway, back to is matcha healthy. So matcha was not an option on my Grubhub app this morning, but... Matcha is grown differently than other green teas. Use less sunlight. Um, less sunlight. Yeah, pretty interesting, actually. I read that and I was like, "Huh." Yeah, full leaves in the tea. Um, anyway, they based the article says there's no definitive proof that matcha is actually good for you. It seems likely that it is based on many of its characteristics, but there's no clear proof. A couple things. Number one, this podcast has made me subscribe to the New York Times. Uh-huh. And one thing disappointed me, well, many things disappoint me, but one thing disappointed me about this is like, is matcha healthy? Question mark. And the answer was question mark. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. It's like, if you're going to, it's the title of the thing is, is matcha healthy? Like, let me know. <laughs> well, they reeled us in, so they're doing their job. But there was one really piece, important piece of information in this, which I really us. appreciated. Give it to us. Give it to so, us. So they were going over like some of the different likely positive aspects of matcha. One being antioxidants. One being L-theanine, which is an amino acid, whatever. The third, caffeine. It got its whole own paragraph. And here's what it said. While most people might not think about caffeine's health effects when drinking their morning cup of coffee, the evidence for its health benefits is fairly strong. What a win. Every like... I mean, love this. Every, Great. Every like six days, there's a new... Like study finds that drinking a glass of wine every day makes you live longer. Like I think that they make these things up just to support our habits. I guess so. If, I, if caffeine is good it. for you, then we're going to live forever. I, I just feel vindicated. I have so much caffeine every day. So this every is day. a real delight for me. Me yes. too. Every day. I have like, here, here's my weekly La Cologne plug. <laughs> it has 180 milligrams of caffeine in one can, which is equivalent to two and a half, two and a quarter cups, so it says. And I often have more than one can a day. So I feel great. Sometimes when I recount my beverage intake, I'm like, how many of these beverages don't have caffeine? I, Water is the only one. Yeah. I, I used to drink a lot of soda, which also has caffeine, caffeine but I've basically cut that out. Shout and n- not even like for any reason, other than I just have so much coffee that I don't really <laughs> yeah, yeah, have yeah. time in the day. You look at a soda, you're like, that could be coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, It's why? an opportunity cost for you. <laughs> which would like, I guess, rather yeah, have? Yeah, yes, and I'm exactly. like, mm, coffee. Support it. <laughs> All right, next. This is a weird one. I love this one. I, I saw this on the rundown. The, the 
The headline is Marshmallow Drops New Collection of Air Fryers. And, and I thought it was Marshmallow as a product, not the DJ. I thought it was Malamars. I was like, Marshmallow, Malamars? I love Malamars. Air Fryers? And then I was like, oh, the DJ. The DJ. And then when you read the article, he's like, well, I travel so much that I naturally just rely on my air fryer. No one travels with an air fryer. I know. This is like a big item. It's like, it, even if you could, I could check three bags at the airport and there would there would be not an air fryer in sight. If you prioritize things that I pack when I travel, where would air fryer end up? 14,052? Also, like, it would definitely be broken. Like, how do you carry that with Yes, yes. Maybe on his tour bus he uses his air fryer, but, like, even so, I don't feel like he's, like, Someone like him is doing, like, festivals all over the world. He's not going, like, city to city like an almost famous. I feel like someone told him, they're like, Marshmallow, you now have an air fryer collab. And he's like, I do. And there's, like, an assistant manager that, like, did it. And he's like, I guess I have an air fryer collab. Like, you have to talk to this person on the phone for 30 minutes and talk about it. He's like, fine. I mean, I I will say this is a great advertisement for his YouTube channel because now I want to check it out because that's where this came from. He cooks a lot. He cooks a lot cooking with Marshmallow. Who knew? It is interesting. His name is Marshmallow, and he's like, you know what? What else can I do with this? (laughs) Yeah. He's a real brand savant. I don't like it when rich people get extra rich. Like, you're good, dude. That's how it works, man. You're good. You get paid paid like a quarter million dollars to just like spin records for a night. Like, why are you making extra money on the side? Save some money for the rest of us. Here's what I don't understand about someone like Marshmallow. Or, Or maybe this is the genius of someone like Marshmallow. Is he even the one doing the cooking channel? Like, it could be anyone. He's wearing his helmet. Holy shit, you just broke my brain. What if there's multiple marshmallows? Yeah. I, He's wearing a mask. Yeah, it could what be anyone. What if there's 15 marshmallows doing 15 congruent concerts around the globe? Also, as far as I know, DJs just, like, push buttons. So, like, anyone could just, like, follow directions and push the buttons <laughs> on stage. Juliet. Yeah? Juliet. Not on the studio, but on stage. Juliet? Yep. You cannot disrespect one of the five elements of hip-hop like that. I think that I'm not disrespecting. I think you are. I'm not disrespecting like real DJs who like show their face, but these like, I'm a producer DJ and I wear a helmet. I'm just like, I don't believe in you. Like like a DJ who's like sampling music and like in the studio, 100%. That's an art. I get it. But like, I don't know. Marshmallow? DJ Khaled has a new album out. I'm like, did he do anything on it? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't Shout even to mean DJ him. DJ Khaled, love that guy. But sometimes it's like, new album, DJ Khaled, number one on the charts. I'm like, what What did he do? Um, What's the name of the Swedish guys? That No one knows their name, but then we found out their names. Tiesto? I don't no, know. No, they, they retired. I'm an old they're, person. They're on Stronger with Kanye West. I can't remember their names. Fuck. Neither do I. Let's move on to food. Well, I saw them in concert once. I was like, they're just pushing buttons. You saw them in concert? Yeah, and I can't remember their name. It was at Lollapalooza in 2007. All right, moving on. Oh, wait, I just wanted to say one thing about air fryers. Yeah, I was in Chicago. Do you have one? I do have one. I never use it. And long conversation about this with my camp friends. It's basically just the same as a convection oven. So, like, there's kind of no point to it. This is like, this is just like a a packaging farce. Huh. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I have a button on my oven that says quick preheat. Yeah. Like, why would I want normal preheat? I don't know. <laughs> why isn't that just preheat? I, I don't know. I've never like, been like, you know what? Let's slow cook the preheat Maybe it's like hot cooking. in your apartment. They like want why? it to like take your time. No, no one wants that. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Next, we are casually discussing food with our producer, Mike, and he told us, that Brussels sprouts have changed over time. And so then we wanted to know more. So this is not new news, but it's new to Jacoby and I. We just learned that, you know, about, well, what was it? In the 1990s, so in the last Mm. 30 years, they figured out in the Netherlands that they could cross-pollinate older 
more tastier breeds of Brussels sprouts with the current mass-produced Brussels sprouts to make them taste better, which is kind of wild. So it used to be a bitter vegetable, and now people like it more because it tastes better because of science. I support Brussels sprouts. I'm medium on them. I think they're really, like, just overdone. However, as you read through this article, the chef... Uh, Toscoro, Toro, Rosco, I don't remember her name. <laughs> she says that she has someone peel leaf by leaf off the, leaf by leaf, the Brussels sprouts, which is quote unquote a full-time job. And then they flash fry that. Yeah, you can flash fry, anything. fry a baseball glove and it's good. And then they put bacon on top of it. I'm like, what are we even doing here? Her name is Shannon Troncoso. Um, yeah, Brussels sprouts are good fried. I, I don't really like Brussels sprouts. I think they're like overrated. They're just Ooh, based, I like Brussels based sprouts. on how you Disagree. how much butter you put them in. And like it's kind of everything. Yeah, exactly. But you don't like a butterboard apparently. No, because that's not been heated and that's not fried. So it, if I put a butterboard in front of you, yeah, I'm going to try it. Try it. You're going to love it. I honestly don't think I would. I just like don't I don't like butters and like butter in like mass quantities like that. No thanks. Makes me feel sick. Anyway, who knew that this is relatively new? Just this 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 Brussels sprout that we're familiar with is, is new-ish yes. in the history of Brussels They've got sprouts. a bad reputation. They do? I think they're really popular now. I think they've got a great reputation. They've just had a total rebrand in the last 20 years. They're on fucking every gastropub me- menu. You can't go to a bar with food without having Brussels sprouts offered to you. Decent point. Like because, pomegranates are the same. Like remember when pomegranate juice became a thing? I was like, well, yeah. who, who did this? It's just it's marketing. It's like someone's just like antioxidants and pomegranates, and like there probably was like a a sur- like a surplus of of uh, pomegranates one year, and they're like, cool, let's make juice. Let's, let's hire a PR guy. <laughs> All right, next. This story is really confusing. It comes to us from the New York Post, and it assumes we have a level of understanding of finance that we just don't. <laughs> we just do not have. <laughs> Shout to the people that like think I know this much about how markets work. Yeah. So there's three guys in North Carolina. And one in Hong Kong. And one in Hong Kong. Peter, Peter Coker Jr. is in yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah, he's in Hong Kong. Yes, he's in Hong Kong, which is important to the story His for some reason. His father is in Chapel Hill, and um, their other partner is in Winston-Salem. So this is a ACC... Uh, yes, an ACC story. An ACC yes, exactly. story of both UNC and Wake Forest. <laughs> in Hong Kong, which yeah. is also part of the ACC, joining in well, 2025. Well, there's no rules for conferences anymore, yes, so exactly. it's possible. exactly. My point. Um, so they had a deli in New Jersey. There just was a deli in New Jersey that made $13,000 a year, which is also tax fraud. I know you made more than $13,000 a year. Tax fraud? Drug front? Like, I don't know, mafia front? There's a lot of questions So apparently here. what these three North Carolinians did was make like fake accounts and then buy it to make it seem more desirable. Yeah, so... And then it became a... a, a it, it, first of all... I'm just going to read from the article for a second. Wait, you want actual facts to get involved in this conversation? Well, I, then then we can really understand your takes. I just really want to engage with you. I, so I, to oh, do that, so nice of you. I want to share some more information. Let's share a butterboard. From 2014 to 2022... These three men conspired to enrich themselves through a scheme to manipulate securities prices via a pattern of coordinated trading, which injected inaccurate information into the marketplace, creating false impressions of supply and demand for these securities. So basically, their company, Hometown International's only asset was this $13,000 a year deli in Paulsboro, New Jersey. And yet, the firm, the company, Hometown International, was valued at having a nine-figure market cap, even though all it had was this one deli. It shouldn't be that easy. 
I know, it's yeah, I, I completely It should agree. not be that easy. There shouldn't be just like three guys in North Carolina like having like beers being like, you know what we should do? Let's create a hundred million dollar asset out of nothing. That shouldn't be that easy. I know. I I don't really understand it, but like I do often see I when I was living in San Francisco, there was a lot of corner stores like bo- like bodegas, but they were not really bodegas that I was just like is this a drug front? No one's ever here. You have such little inventory. I don't see anyone else coming in and out except for me, like, looking for, like, one item. And I'm just like, what's going on here? And I just feel like there's a lot more drug fronts than people realize. I don't think they're drug fronts, but this shouldn't be this easy. I'm not in the finance world, and I'm not a smart person, but smart people in the finance world should be able to sniff this out and be like, and call bullshit on it, right? It's true. Yes, they should. I, I, I just, like, I guess that is used to like prey on small investors. So basically they like present this to people being like, look at this amazing opportunity. And then they don't know anything. It's so like, if like someone came to me and was like, here, here's an awesome opportunity to invest in this company with a market cap of $113,000, they would just be stealing my money. So that's the fraud, You would I guess. never do it because you're not a dumb person. Well, I don't know. I, I, everyone's looking to get rich quick. <laughs> Shout to you when I called you not a dumb person. You're like, I don't know. Maybe. Well, <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Who's the judge? I discussed on another podcast. It's all I did, relative. I believe that a narwhal was not real. I thought it was equivalent to a unicorn. So what do I know, Jacoby? You I know? mean, what is the, I mean, it, some, uh, I'm going to say something really dumb. Sometimes I'm like, Darwinism? I don't know. Let's fact check that. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. We talked about this kind of previously, but not completely. Um, Darwinism? No. Pepper eating, which I just don't understand. Uh, But there was a competition to eat the world's hottest pepper, and it ended in a tie. In London, very disrespectful to the queen. Sorry. You're right. They should have paused this. They should have definitely paused this. (laughs) The pepper came from a farm in Wales with a reported rating of 2.48 million on the Scoville... uh, meter the scoville uh yeah. yes <laughs> the scale, the scale. Sure. that's the word 2. I was but the ghost pepper is like 1.4 which we learned yeah so i mean basically these uh it was called the dog's breath and it's so hot that it was displayed at london's annual chelsea flower I it was show dragon's breath it is true. what did i just <laughs> <Dog's> say <breath. laughs> i'm having a day 10 minutes it's called the dog's breath. Like, but no, dragon's breath is like so much cooler than dog's breath. It is. Yes. <laughs> Ten contestants took on the pepper eating challenge, and after eleven rounds of increasingly hot peppers, three rounds of overtime. Insane. Uh, two people tied. Can you read the part where he talks about his friends and family? That's my favorite part. Uh, sure. He's like, I had so many people there, I just couldn't give up. Coming into this event, I felt like I had a target on my back. Also, on top of that, the pressure to perform for all the family and friends that showed up. This win meant a lot to me. It's an awesome achievement. And Easton got a hometown winner. That's Easton, Pennsylvania. I love that coming into this event, there's a target on my back. Yeah. Like, he feels like the Rams, like Super Bowl champions. Like, hey, listen, everyone circles their game on the calendar. Like, there's a target on my back because of my previous successes. And the like, okay. His name is Kelly Joel Myers. I want to give him his flowers. Shout to Kelly. I love a I love a woman with a man's name. And I love a guy with a girl's name. Sure. Big into that. If let's say you're really close with Kelly, really close, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm doing a pepper eating competition in London. Are you like, cool? That sounds great. Good luck. Or are you like, let me book my tickets. I'm there. Um, very think, much the former for me. Yeah, I mean, like, like good luck, dude. I, I don't know. I, You're flying out? London? Sure. No. I like, no. I like London a lot. It's not far from here. It, no, no. 
All right. If, if I enter a pepper eating con- contest in Chicago, do you fly to it to, to support me? Yeah. Lies. Yeah, I do. Lies. I, I like Chicago a lot. Great lies place. from it's all your about, mouth into this microphone. It's all about the place. And also, like, who else is going? Do I have other friends going? No. <laughs> oh, just me? Just you. Well, for food news, sure. It sounds like great content. Food news field trip. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to our taste test. Just one piece of, of uh, internet ephemera. Nike is making dunks that are bagel-themed. They look like a sesame bagel, and they have blue swooshes, and they're inspired by Montreal bagels. I don't know why it's Montreal bagels, which I have previously assailed on this podcast. And I just, like, I kind of, like, don't get it. Can't just be, like, a bagel? What what about the shoe is Montreal? Wow. I thought Nike's shoes, bagels... Juliet Littman co-signed. Like I thought that was like a I like guarantee. These. I thought it was a guarantee I that like you would them. support it. They're nice. Yeah. They're... I thought you would support this like 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 just sight unseen. You'd be in. This but is... you have to find the part that you have notes about. Yeah. I mean, I obviously would like to have these. I'm sure I won't. I don't have the sneakers app. Yeah, so like please. I won't be yeah. able to get these or whatever. But like no one gets any sneakers from the sneakers app. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not going on StockX. No way. Shout out to my guy Lucian. Anyway, I, I I like these a lot, but I just don't understand why what Montreal has to do with it. My thing is like there's not good looking sneakers. I disagree. I like them. Really? Yeah, I like a, a neutral sneaker that adds like a little interesting. I think they're really good for New York City like cold weather. Oh, so I think I would look cool in these, but I know I won't have them. So whatever. You had great sneakers yesterday. Thank you. Taste test. Taste test time. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. 
Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right. We're doing cookies, man. This is from Chip City. Chip City. One thing I love about this is you warm them. Yes, and by you, you mean Mike Wargon warms of them. Of course, but they but they like give instructions. Like you warm these cookies. These are a big cookie. They look fucking delicious. And we have a few different flavors. We got lemon berry, mm. funfetti, which I'm going to first, chocolate chip, chocolate peanut butter, white chocolate cranberry oat. Now this place, Chip City, is a New York City thing. It's 11 locations. But this is just like the packaging screams gold belly to me. I feel like you can probably order these online. I'm sure I, you can. Though I haven't checked. And let's do it. Let's do it. They're like, these are fat. Let's Ooh, get into it. Good. Yeah, this is something. All right. Uh, quick side. I don't like it when things oh, are more stuffed. than a serving they're size. They're gooey inside. Oh, what? This is not a serving size. This cookie. See, I like this a lot because I, I love baked goods and I would like this. I can just really like put put it away. What flavor did you go for? Mm, chocolate peanut butter. It's awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, this is really good, too. Wow. Holy shit. I'm having fun, Betty. Chocolate peanut butter. I'm not even going to try one of, the, one of the best things about being alive in the year 2022 is the fact that Funfetti is like everywhere. I love Funfetti. I want you to repeat that sentence for the listeners again. I stand by it. One of the best things about being alive in 2022 is that Funfetti is everywhere. Mm-hmm. God, you're an amazing soul. Thank you. All right. I'm going to chocolate chip next. It looks really good. No, I'm going to chocolate chip Okay, next. fine. I'll go to this white cranberry berry one. No way. I'm not wasting my time on that one. Mm, this looks good. It has jelly in the Oh, middle. my God. I love jelly. That. You see this? You're that jealous. Looks, that looks You're jealous awesome. of this. I'm having white chocolate cranberry oat. Mmm. Mmm. Mine's awesome. One thing I like about the chocolate chip, it's like a, it's like ordering a steak medium rare. Mmm. It's not like fully cooked through. It's real, It's gooey. So it's giving me like gooey, like um, cookie dough vibes. You see I the lo- middle of that? It looks really good. It's not really cooked through. This white chocolate cranberry oat, Top five food for me is just like really good jam, preserves. And that's in the middle of this, and it's so good. I love it. Top five food for you is jam? Yeah. That's not true. Sarah Beth's preserves, I would— You lie into microphones all the time. No, I don't. Sarah Beth's preserves is one of my favorite things in the world. For several birthdays, my mom has just sent me jars of it. I love it. Strawberry peach. Shout out to Betty Jane. Both of her moms got shout outs during this pod. (laughs) They'll be happy. Wow. This is really good. Really good. Once again, it's called Chip City. Check it out. I love it. We have some very important personal food news. We didn't know that we were going to share this personal food news. And I... We both got screwed. Got screwed. I got absolutely screwed. You got actually double, triple screwed. I was just like too... I was just like, all my stories this week, or I was lazy. I was too lazy to go to the grocery store myself. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do Amazon Fresh. And I ordered heavy stuff. Milk, iced coffee, seltzer, and Coke Zero. The only Coke Zero they had available was Dream Coke Zero. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, fine. Different packaging. It looks nice. Whatever. Turns out Dream's a fucking flavor and it's, it's a fucking flavor. Gross. And it tastes like it tastes like uh it tastes like the things that I add to the bath to make bubbles. It's soap flavored Coca-Cola. It tastes it's soap so cola. Ba- it tastes so bad. Also, I just Why like, would they do this? I love Coke Zero. And so to trick me into and I'm like very brand loyal. To trick me into having dream Coke Zero is like offensive. I'm it really upset disgusting. about it. Disgusting. Yeah. The dream the whoever it's nightmare Coke Zero. It is not dream Coke Zero. 
And now I have nine cans left. I just want to tell the listeners that you are still eating the cookies <laughs> while you're doing the pod. We're post-taste test. Yeah, but you're really, still into the funfetti. It's really good. One of the best things about being alive is funfetti. Don't you agree? I'm not walking that back. I really believe it. <laughs> I tell you, it's probably, if I were to listen to the great things about being alive, funfetti would be somewhere in six digits. I don't know. It's really high for me. I love it. Okay. I'm very happy. Great. Anyway, Coca-Cola Dream sucks. Sucks. Coke Zero Dream is like a lie. And I, I don't know what to do. If you'd like I, nine cans of this, hit me up. I've got it for you. <laughs> we spoke about it yesterday. I said, just put them on the stoop. Just let let the world live that nightmare. I'm going to do it. And just for like a little bit extra fun, I'm going to post on the free stuff part of Craigslist to let people know it's available. Oh, I like that. Thanks. I love seeing how fast it goes when you do that. I love that as well. I think you should film it. Okay, I'll try. All right. Last, last week on Listener Food News, or excuse me, last week in Personal Food News, you were talking about flats versus drums. Oh, my God. You oh, are not a weight person at no, all. No, I don't it's like It's so them. weird. I don't like It's them. so weird how, like... How you have this just like intellectual gap about wings. <laughs> wings and narwhals. Yes. Um, flats versus... Oh my God, you're doing it again. We did this 30 seconds ago. What is it? Drums. Drums, sorry. You did this, what, did I just live that? Is there just, a glitch in the matrix? I just black it out because I don't care. You really don't care about wings? <laughs> no, not at all. Wow. I'd rather, I'd rather have funfetti in perpetuity than ever have a wing. <laughs> Please. I'm big into wings. <laughs> Jacoby, what do the people say? 67% flats. Yeah, okay, cool. Seems if easier I to put eat. a plate of wings in front of you, would you know the difference? Uh, I think drums, like it's like a it's like a drumstick type of chicken thing, right? <laughs> like that's like the bulbous head. Oh my god. <laughs> the words that come out of your mouth sometimes are so surprising. <laughs> a, a, it's like a drumstick type of chicken thing with a bulbous head. That's what I think of it as. I think we should put a warning in front of this podcast. <laughs> Why? I'm just... Sounds sexy. <laughs> well, that's the only way I can think to describe it. If you put chicken wings in front of me, I would get up and go find a snack. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> really? Yes, it's too messy. It's heavy. Also, they're usually seconds. hot. I can't have spicy food. I know you can't have spicy foods. <laughs> so I just, it's my affliction. Um, can we tease a future food news event? Sure. We ate sushi yesterday. We sure did, and we taped it all. And you will get that episode eventually. Who knows when? Um, thank you to Mike Wargon for producing this episode, and thank you to Ronick Nair for uh, capturing our taste test. Don't forget to follow us on social media and send in your emails to listenerfoodnews at gmail.com. You remember this? Good for you. Finally. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.